It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Business of Esports podcast, the official podcast of esports. We explore the intersection of business and esports, one of the fastest growing industries in the world and the future of fun. Please welcome your host, Paul, the esports prophet, Dawalibi. The Business of Esports podcast begins now. From the keyboard to the boardroom, this is the Business of Esports leadership series. After years of providing insight on the business of gaming, we decided we would invite some of the biggest names in the industry to give you a window into their management style, leadership lessons, and so much more. These are the most successful people in all of esports, and you have a front row seat to learn from them, absorb their knowledge, and hopefully come away with a deeper understanding of what it takes to manage and lead successfully in the gaming world. On this episode, we have none other than Jimmy Barada, a very good friend of mine. He's an esports instructor at University of California, Irvine. He's an investor in Exet. He's an advisor to tons of companies in the gaming and esports space. Jimmy, welcome. Hey, Paul. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Um, Jimmy, let's jump into it. I got so many questions for you. You've been on the podcast, by the way, so people have probably seen you there. But tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and primarily um, how you got involved with gaming and esports, and why you were interested in it. Like what attracted you to it? Yeah. Um, you, you know, I, I started off as an attorney out of school. I, I did four years at USC, three years at Loyola law school, practicing civil litigation for about seven years. And in my free time, I was always gaming. And what I noticed actually was most Sundays I would stop watching football and I would start watching Twitch. I would start playing destiny raids with my friends and you kind of just notice that your time shifts from one area to another or that your interests either change or further uh they get further entrenched in wherever they may lie and esports was definitely the calling and as the industry picked up i was fortunate to have some really close friends that 
you know, noticed I wasn't on Twitch or that I wasn't recording my gameplay or taking an active interest in the industry. And, and they said, hey, you know, you should really focus there because there's a lot happening and it, it might be a good place. Um, would you say then it was like one of the, the reasons you jumped or, or you know, the, re the reason you even saw the opportunity was not only your own experience, but other people telling you, hey, you, you should really be looking at this or we think, you know, this is something you'd really be excited about. Is it people like close to you, friends, family, you know, colleagues? You know, every twice a week we have I have game night with two of my best friends, and one of them I go with his uh, username A Town because uh, you know I don't know if he wants his his, his real name all over the internet. Uh, a Town was basically like, "Hey, you're not on Twitch, and you love gaming as much as I do," and and he knew I wasn't necessarily happy in the legal field, so he said, "You should think about this area." And I, I give him a lot of credit because he really shifted my focus to what was going on in esports. And uh, like, what do you, when you look at the state of the industry today, what do you think of it? And, and how do you think it's going to evolve? Like what, what are some of the big themes you see happening over the next few years? Do you think, uh, I mean, is that specific to esports or gaming yeah, at e large, e right? Or esports yeah. or gaming at yeah. large, I would say. Because so, that's, so, yeah. Cause that's the, that's the, the thing, right? Esports is a subsect. It's a small niche vertical of the gaming industry. And gaming, as we know, is bigger than what I mean, what last I checked, I think it was Nielsen that reported it's larger than than music and, and traditional movies and, and other cinema combined, right? Mm -hmm. yep. Mind blo mind blowing statistic uh, doesn't necessarily, I think, um, amaze people in the industry in, in our industry as much as it does other people that are in music and in cinema. But um, but esports in particular, right, being a, a small niche vertical there, um, really leading, I think, a lot of headlines to gaming, right? People maybe didn't pay attention to Xbox sales as much before there were competitive Xbox tournaments. I don't think people paid as much attention to uh, publicly traded video game companies or, or just you know the headlines that you cover every week on your show before esports really was trending. And so while esports is a niche 10%-ish vertical of the gaming industry at large, um, that's that's my guess there. I, I think don't don't take that to the bank. But but while esports is a subsect of gaming, I don't think gaming was as large as it was, or at least as mainstream as it was before esports uh, brought that competitive light and brought all those big names and headlines. Where hey, you could be a high school dropout and still make six figures competing, right? So um, in the future, I think it just becomes more and more mainstream. Honestly, I think uh, the the infrastructure is already there. The money's certainly already there. The viewership and the audience are growing every year. It's really going to be now, I think, more niche verticals, more subsects of subsections of video games that take stride and and have their place in the spotlight. That's that's my 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 belief. And are there specific trends you're watching that you know you're paying attention to, or or things that you get particularly excited about when you look at the space today? I'm really interested to see how crypto integrates itself with esports. I think the audience is a natural user uh, or a natural, you know, they're naturally going to adopt that platform and that way of doing things. Um, I mean, I mean that, that's easy to say, I think, because it, it's, it's in all the headlines today, right? Whether it's NFTs or, or, or crypto payouts for tournaments, because maybe there were some shady companies that weren't, you know, being legitimate with, with their a structures. Um, I'm definitely interested in that. I, that's off the top of my head, of course. You know, I think if we were to dive into a longer discussion, we could point five or six things that are, are really going to stick around or, or 
take off. Now let's uh, let's zoom into your own career. Well, like, could you tell me maybe something that you believe you did right when you got started or got involved in the esports and gaming industry? Like something that you can point back to and say, you know, I was really smart there. I did something really good there when I started. Yeah. Um, wow. You know, reflecting on only a brief three, four year career here, uh, which required a lot of patience, honestly, I think the thing I did best was, besides having a sense of patience, I think was not letting certain things get to me. And by that, I mean, and, and I mentioned this on your podcast as well for, for the listeners that have or haven't uh, listened to that episode yet. You're going to go through a lot of rejection uh, in any industry, in any career path. And by being resilient and not taking things personally, you leave the doorway open because especially in esports and video games, it's a small community. And I can't tell you how many times I've come across the same people over and over again. And perhaps they would treat me differently now had I not been gracious and understanding and patient and, and not overly emotional, I suppose, when I was rejected in the past, when I was just a young, you know, young pup with not much to offer and, and with a lot to learn. So I think the thing I did best was was not take things personally and, and stay resilient. And that's definitely a, a trait and something I need to credit to my fiance who really instilled that in me and was was always supportive, telling me, you know, hey, it's gonna happen, be patient, you know, you know keep at it. It's 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 a lot easier to say than to do. It's such great advice, but it's like it's patience, especially and resilience are those things and they go hand in hand. Are one of those things that like in the moment it's it's really hard to manifest. It's not it's not trivial, uh, but but love the advice. Um, on the other hand, can you look back and, and share maybe something that that now you see was a mistake or, uh, oh, yeah. you know, that you did wrong <laughs> and, and maybe what you learned from it, obviously, more importantly. Definitely. A lot, a lot of mistakes. I think if you don't have a mistake, you're not learning and you're not doing it right, you know, no, because no one does it perfectly. And if you are doing it perfectly, you're probably making mistakes and don't know it yet. Right. <laughs> um, one of one of my biggest mistakes early on, because I assume this is for an early stage, uh, a person that's early in their transition yeah. is, you know, I, I used to go into some meetings looking for the job, hoping for the opportunity for the offer not realizing that these people are betting, you know, it's a vibe check really is, is the the colloquial casual way of, of saying it, you know, first meetings in business, first meetings as individuals that are doing informational interviews. It's all about uh, whether or not you two click, right? And I would go into these meetings thinking this is my opportunity to land something big, not realizing it was my opportunity to meet someone, connect with them on a human level, network with them, because what you learn uh, in practice is if you're six months or a year into a project and you're getting pinged constantly on whatever form of communication you do, Slack, Discord, uh, email, text, are you going to look at that, that notification and be like, oh, man, now I got to deal with this guy again? Or are you going to look at it and say, oh, I can't wait because, you know, we got a big problem and this person all, you know, we get through it together. Right. So, um, Again, back to step one, that that vibe, that that vibe check, that that connection, I think is really important. And early on, I was completely oblivious to that. I just wanted the job, the opportunity, because I was hungry and I needed to prove myself, not realizing that more oftentimes it's not the opportunity, it's really the fit. Because um, there's a tremendous amount of opportunities in this space. It's really, it's timing and fit, I think, more than anything else. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. 
When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash GamePresents today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash GamePresents. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, I think, again, it's really good advice, but people often ignore the you know, the, the reality that business is done between people and in an ideal world, they, they have to like you, right? It's not, it's not good enough just to be smart or knowledgeable or right. The, the person on the other end of that deal has to want to work with you. And, and that, that kind of relationship takes time. Like it's not instant and doesn't happen immediately. Um, you know, you, you had a career, Jimmy, interestingly, like outside of esports as well, right? Um, have you, like when you look back and you compare your experience within esports and outside of esports, do you see any differences the way business is done in general versus how business is done in the gaming and esports industry? Like, are there any differences that you've teased out having been in both? Yeah, you know, uh, I'm glad you asked that. Actually, I wasn't anticipating it, but it's really funny because, you know, when I was an attorney, which I no longer am, but when I was an attorney, you had to be, you had to realize that everything that was said in email might one day go in front of the judge. So everyone conducts themselves a little differently. <laughs> also, you have to realize that people are paying for a high profile or a high powered attorney 
and they expect something, right? They expect you to be in that suit and tie. There's a great Curb Your Enthusiasm episode with Larry David, and he goes in on a casual Friday, and he fires the lawyer because he's wearing jeans. Um, <laughs> you know, take that to esports, um, and, and all my students will tell you this in the very first class. As soon as I start talking, I see a lot of uh, just like angst or, or just a lot of anxiousness that gets melted because they don't know what to expect. It's our first, you know, it's our first class of this of the quarter. And I'm just a regular guy in a hoodie, you know, here to talk about current industry topics and trends, and get them to think about things in a different way. And so I think esports is really casual. It's more, you know, we're here because we love it and we want to talk video games and we're smart, but that, you know, and, 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 you know, we can accomplish cool things, but it's not like this suit buttoned up suit and tie thing where, you know, you have to have perfect posture, right? And and perfect grammar. It's 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 not it's just not that. And I think that's really cool because it's more accepting and open. So um so that's what I've noticed is that esports is very accepting of different types of people. Interesting. I mean, in some ways that's an advantage, right? I would argue that 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 openness, that sort of it's a bit more easygoing in that sense. Um it's also I, I sometimes think like it's just so accessible as a consequence, right? Like it, it's not the barrier to get in is not that high, especially if you like sort of the the space and you you know you have the right attitude and the right work ethic. Um, if you had like if you had to point at one thing in terms of correlation between you know something that that person a person does and success in the esports and gaming industry, what is that one thing you would point at and go, this is what a person needs to succeed in the business of gaming or in the business of esports? Yeah, that's, um, you know, this is obviously based off of my personal experience, because I think in any industry, most people would on, would answer consistency, right? Doing not a lot, but just something all the time until you break through. Um, and, and I think that's the case for, for most industries, for most jobs and career paths, or, or most things in life, really. Uh, but for me personally, in esports, my one thing was, was actually very different. It was creativity. Uh, and that's because in my former career path, it was cyclical in nature. A lawsuit would be filed. We'd get the matter. We'd respond with, you know, certain documents that had to be, you know, pleadings and things that had to be asserted. Discovery, investigation, negotiation, settlement, or trial. Always the same. Different facts. Different clients. Different, you know, things that happened. Uh, but it. And my father would disagree. I, I love my dad. Uh, he was my mentor for. I mean, still is, but was for so many years. He, he's a very successful attorney. Um, cause you know, it does require for him a degree of creativity on how to defend matters. But, uh, but at least what I was doing was, um, you know, you had the blinders up and in esports, uh, one of the first things I learned was, and maybe this is because I didn't have experience here. I had to be creative in terms of where I wanted to apply myself. And I do think that's the case because if you interview, which I'm sure you, I mean, you do all the time, you know, so many people's backgrounds are rarely a straight path, especially in this industry. So many, very few people get a degree in, you know, a bachelor of science in whatever field, become an engineer and just, you know, advance and get promoted until they're, you know, the lead of this or that. Oftentimes they dabble here and then they laterally transition there and then they restart careers in another field. Um, and I think that shows that one, you know, we're all looking for what we're passionate about. But for me, I had to be creative and, and say, what skill set can I come up with? that is of value to my clients, that's of value to my projects, because I, other than a high level of education, 
um, I don't, I didn't have a lot to offer. So I had to create for myself opportunity. Interesting. And, and I'm, I'm curious, and I, maybe the answer is the same and maybe I'm asking the same question in a different way, but, um, what would be the, the advice? And I, I always like ending on this question. What would be the advice you'd give to a young person starting in the world of esports business today? Like what would, what would that one piece of advice be? Uh, the one piece of advice would be to stay current on, in on industry topics and events. Uh, the, the one thing that set me apart in my early stages was that I knew what was going on. And at those meetings, while I was with other very accomplished executives that had grown $100 million or whatever companies, not everyone knew uh, the details, the nitty gritty of the industry. They were successful in other fields and in other industries, but not necessarily current on what was going on here. So. You know, knowledge is definitely power and my ability to say, well, did you think, did you know that your competitor already tried that and failed, you know, six months ago? Or, well, you know, th th you know, this company is rumored to launch something very similar. So we should look at it as a case study. Um, again, I, I think it's, it's start your day, just uh, really entrenched in this world, get as much information as you can open up the business of esports, you know, <laughs> website and read all the news headlines. Um, because that's going to take you further, I think it, that that type of experience and knowledge and self learning is is going to be as valuable as any project you work on. Jimmy, I I can't thank you enough for all the insight, for all the great advice and learnings, uh, and for the the plug for the business of esports. <laughs> uh, thank you again. Thank you so much. And uh, guys, stay tuned for the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Business of Esports podcast. Check us out at thebusinessofesports.com and on Twitter at BizEsports. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.